Welcome aboard, Captain. This is Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we analyze, discuss, and probe Star Trek IV The Voyage Home one minute at a time. I'm Chris LaSalle. And I'm David Stoker. Hey, Dave. Hello. It is Friday. It is. All right. We're here to talk about Minute 54 of The Voyage Home. Uh, Minute 54 starts with Bob turning out to be a whale intelligence naysayer. (laughs) And ends a, minute, ends a minute later with Chekhov telling us his plan. It couldn't be simpler. As I said, this whole movie would be ten times simpler. Um, so, yeah. So, so Bob, um, uh, we were pretty sure last minute that Bob is a bad guy. He's and a bad dude. He's a bad dude. Um, so he finishes his, he, uh, finishes his statement. Um, and we can't let the, we can't let them go out taking the same chance of, uh, talking about risking their lives. They're in a rock and a hard place. They can't keep them. They can't let them go. Yep. Um, which I'm not quite sure why, why would letting them go be a problem? It's because letting them, well, letting them go, they'll be, they're out there. So that means they're at risk from those countries that still whale. Okay. You know, and they're in the Pacific, so that means I would think like Japan, because Japan still wells them. Yep. So I think you know that that could be a concern. All right. So he's so he seems to be concerned. Yes. Julian agrees. I know. I know. Um, and then Bob says this controversial statement that he's like, "We're not talking about human beings here. It's never been proven their intelligence is anywhere. I think he's saying anywhere near humans. Is that what what he's about to imply?" She I think freaks so. out on him. She does. Yeah, I was going to... Yeah, so, you know, uh, a lot of people believe that, you know, dolphins, whales, yeah. uh, might be some of the most intelligent creatures on the planet. And there's, yeah. you know, there's no evidence suggesting they are. There's no evidence suggesting they aren't. But he sort of says it as almost like it's a bad thing. Well, I find... Yeah, I, I, well, he's sort of he's sort of just saying like, you know, and besides, we're not talking about human beings here. It's never been proven their intelligence any, you know, and, and he's sort of like, again, I, I think I said it last minute, you know, he, the, to him, this is like a job. This isn't like he's he's really a whale person like Jillian, and you know, as much as she would make, you know, we talked about it again last minute about her being a director. I think she would make a terrible director. In the sense that – no, no. In the sense that she may have the whale's interest at heart, mm-hmm. but she would be a better director in that regard. Like she would be a better director than Bob and that she would actually feel about, you know, care, show emotion for the, the creatures, right. you know, whether it's whale or fish or whatever. But in terms of making those hard decisions, I don't, I don't know if she'd be able to make the hard decision to let them go. Okay. That's just that's just an opinion, yeah, but no, no. I feel like, but I feel like him, it, it's all about the dollars and cents. This is all about, you know, you know, he really shows his true colors by saying, you know, you know, they're not human, they're, you know, they got low low intelligence, and 
you know, that's clearly he shows his stripes. Yeah, and I would say, I mean, he couldn't be, he couldn't be more Jillian's opposite in right. in, in that sense. And to to the point, I, what I have a hard time with this this line is, you know, he's the director of the Cetacean Institute. Presumably, you know, he got into this gig, you know, because he has some sort of passion for, you know, sea life. You you would think so, right? Uh, and the and the fact that he you know drops this line in here is very, um, I'm gonna say disrespectful, right? But you know clearly he has you know doesn't have much respect for these whales um, as intelligent creatures, and so what it makes me wonder is you know was the Cetacean Institute like bought out by some corporation somewhere along the line, mm. and then they you know they just they just they installed Bob as the director like hey we need somebody to run this thing for us Bob you know we're gonna send you out to uh, uh, Sausalito, and you know you're going to run this institute, right? Uh, yeah. He's like, I don't know anything about fish. He's like, Bob, just do it. Your job's on the line here. Uh, <laughs> and now he's like, whatever. I got to get rid of these things because we're feeding them. What was it? A million pounds of shrimp a day. <laughs> uh, so that's that's a little bit for me. Just he does not he does not seem to come across in any way interested in you know the, the, his job. Yeah, we don't like Bob. Yeah, I don't like Bob. Like yeah. even less even less now. Right. Last minute, didn't like him. This minute, hate him. Yeah, well he was shifty last minute. Now he's just he's just he's an anti whaleite. Anti whaleite. He is. He's That's totally He's totally an anti whaleite. Um all right, so Jillian again freaks out. Come on, Bob. I don't know about you, but my my compassion is 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 not limited to my estimate of their intelligence. I don't know if I could could have put all of those words together. I thought that's a very. <laughs> yeah, I would just say, come on, Bob. You're you're being a jerk. Yeah, but she's basically saying, Did you know, oh, so you only like people that are smart. You only like things <laughs> that are are smart. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Do you and, think he's the same kind of guy that like you know? Uh, what's that old thing? Like, oh, animals. You know, I love, I love, uh, you know, panda bears because they're cute, uh, but I hate rats because they're ugly. You, know, you, <laughs> think he's, you think he's that kind of guy? Don't you hate rats? I well, I'm not a fan. I would not have a rat as a pet. Um, I have not had not much. I have not had any personal experiences with rats. Um, I think they get a bad rap in, you know. Literature, history, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I don't hate them, but I, I am wary. I, I'm leery of rats. How's that? Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah, I just, I just actually finished reading 1984, and you know that uh, there's a whole rat scene at the end. That's pretty disturbing. Oh. Yeah. Um, well, those, those rats of Nim, you know, they're, I love they're the on rats of Nim. They're on the ball. Those guys were amazing. Nicodemus and all his Nicod- pals. Yep, Nicodemus. Justin. Although, although Jenner was oh, such a jerk, kind of kind of a dillweed. <laughs> did you? Uh, I forget. Did you read the the book or only see the the cartoon? No, no, I read I read the book. Yeah, that was one of my favorites growing up. Yeah, Mrs. Uh, Brisby and the Rats of Nim. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, different show. Yes, yes. Wrong show. Anyway, it's probably yes. it's probably a Rats of Nim minute for all we know. Perhaps, yeah. yeah. They pop up like dandelions. Like, like rats. Yeah. 
Bop, 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 bop. Dandelion's probably better. Although, although Remy is a Remy's a rat, right? From uh, Ratatouille. He is a rat. Yeah, he's a like, he's a, a, like anyone can cook. Yeah, that that's the one part of that movie that I have a hard time with. If it was any other animal cooking in that kitchen, I'd probably uh, I'd, I'd be. I think I'd enjoy it more, but I, I definitely there's still a low level of skis for me. Like, ew, it's a oh rat, yeah, well she's she, rat yeah. cooking. <laughs> yeah, she totally comes in and sees all the rats there, and she almost like throws up. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Uh, I know it's meant to be funny and cute, but it's still yeah. like, yeah, no, it grosses me out a little bit. He's clean. He's a clean rat. I guess I don't. I guess my true colors are coming out. I don't like rats. <laughs> All right. Um, is that it? She, yeah, she just chews him out. And then she storms off. Well, he then hangs his head in sort of not like in that he's mad that she's mad. He's like, this could have went better. Like, this is like, this is more of like, man, like, he's gonna, this could have went a little better. Yeah. Well, did he want, does, did he, what was his goal there? Does he, he wants her to make the decision, right? That well, I, think, gotta, I think, I think he wants her. Yeah, well, I think he wants her on board. Yeah. With having to let them go. Like, I think he totally wants them, her on board. And he's like, oof, that didn't go very well. Like, he tried to come in and be all funny with the fish story and, you know, yeah. But, but what does he care? He's their boss. You know, he's he's going to make the hard decision. He's going to tell the bad news, hey, you know what? It's not it's not up to you. We're, moving See, the, we're getting rid the, of the whales. Again, comes in the shifty, the shifty dude. Because he's, you know, secretly in love with her. You heard it here. <laughs> he's secret Doc- in love. With- oh, so that's your theory. Okay. Doctor Jillian and Bob fan fiction coming after the George and Gracie fan fiction. We got all sorts of spinoffs going on. <laughs> now I know I I posited right the theory last minute that you know he was he was uh, hitting on her all the time. I did not. Right. I did not think that he's secretly in love with her. So yeah, yes, that is yet another angle that uh, could be explored. Well, well, I think I, I think he harbors unresolved feelings that because they were together before. Okay. See, I think they I think they had a relate. You know, I've known you too long, kid. You know, I think they were together, and you know, maybe went out on a couple of dates, had a couple of drinks. Things didn't go too well for old Bob, and he still harbors that. You know okay. that love. But he calls her kiddo. Ew. Yes. He doesn't look that much older than her. I know, but like, okay, so call someone you're interested in, you call her kiddo? That's not, really, that's not the, like the flirtiest of nicknames. Hey, man. <laughs> we'll have to see how this goes. We'll have to keep track of this. <laughs> see if there's any more clues about this uh, hidden love. Yeah, okay. Okay, so cut to the beach. Yeah, we're going to go to Team 2. Team, team 2, right. Yes. Um, I find this an interesting choice of uh, of angles for Chekhov and Uhura, so they had to sneak up on the aircraft carrier from the beach. Which I have to, I scratch my head and think, like, could this really happen? Yeah, like, I, they... I don't think I don't think I've ever been to a uh, a, a boat dock like this before that's yeah. next to the beach. So I don't know if it's really possible. I would have to think that they must have some sort of fencing in place that you can't get too close. Right, because 
from from here, and I'm going to sound totally juvenile. From here, if I had a rocket launcher, you know, I could put a hole in the side of that ship. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. I mean, I feel like they're are they're well into the base. Yeah. It, that, well, that's like my if, question. Do you think they're on the base right now? Well, if they had walked to the left, I'm assuming that there's a road there. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that that's past the checkpoint. Like I feel like yeah, I just feel like they're 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 being this close is impossible. Yeah. I could be I could be completely wrong. Yeah, if they're any of our friends I've been, that are out I've in been the... wrong before, so <laughs> um Yeah, I forget what this is. This is uh is this really an Alameda? I don't know. I know that I know that the I know that the Cetacean Institute isn't in Sausalito in real life. It's in Monterey. Right. But I don't know I don't know where these ships are or if they're actually in Alameda. Um, right. But I guess if anybody lives near Alameda, maybe they could tell us how close can you get to these ships in real life. But yes, I this seems uh, implausible to me. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Uh, okay. Wh- question. Yes. Excuse me. So yeah, you, Chekhov says this is Team Two. I thought they were supposed to be on radio silence. Well, you know, is Chekhov just like overexcited here? Yeah, because uh, he could have just come back and I don't know, come back and told them, or just w- implemented his plan. Uh, I guess. I mean, are they on radio silence? Is that what he says? I'm pretty sure that when they got off the ship, Kirk said radio silence. Um, maybe I'm mistaken. Um, I don't. I don't remember. And um. I'm looking. We'll maintain radio silence except in emergencies. Okay, so... Minute 38. Okay. All right, minute 38. So, yeah. Okay. Um... <laughs> Are you trying to answer well, my stupid question? <laughs> no, no. I, I, I agree with you that that's obviously what he said, but how would he... He can't have radio silence. Right, because how are they going to... How else... Right, exactly. How else are they going to communicate when they're let them know what's going on yeah and obviously he needs to communicate with scotty or whoever no one's at the ship that's the other thing no one's at the ship so how are they going to beam in all right because scotty and mccoy and uh, sulu are off doing their thing good point um yeah i don't know um Forget it. All I'm pointing out is he broke radio silence. He did. He broke radio silence. I don't know. I don't have an answer for it, but I will say that uh, you got to communicate at some point. Got it. Okay. So Uhura then interrupts and says she's got the coordinates of the reactor. So she's just, you know, I was rolling my eyes that little bit, but then I realized, oh, yeah, they, they need to know where it is inside the ship because if they're going to yep. beam into the ship. Right. Yeah. they got to get close to it and not beam into the reactor. Because that would be bad. That would be bad. I think um, that'd be really bad. Right. I'd love to know how that actually works. I mean, she's got... She, what's she using? A tricorder for that? It's a Klingon tricorder. <laughs> so, yeah. Not the greatest one. Maybe not the most reliable. But I'd love to know how that works. What is she doing? Is she looking for density of stuff on the ship? Or is there actually just a feature that says, tell me where the reactor is on this vessel? You know what I mean? I'd love to know how that works. Yeah, me too. That'd be interesting. Yeah. 
Um, all right. So Kirk does reply. He's not even annoyed. They broke radio silence. Um, and Chekhov just, you know, calls him Admiral. They're not using code names or anything. I don't think they would have had time to set that up, would they? They had plenty of time. They could have just, when they're walking in the park, they could have said, all right, you are... I can't think of any code names right now. Don't call me Admiral. Call me Jim. At least, at least Team 2. Team 2 and Team Leader. Those are the code names. Right. So that would mean that McCoy and gang are Team 1. Were they Team 1 and Team 2 in uh, Search for Spock when they stole the Enterprise? Maybe, maybe they were, yep. Kobayashi Maru was set sail for the Promised Land. Yep. So right. yeah, so so they have the coordinates, Kirk here. <laughs> Admiral, we found the nuclear <laughs> We're getting... <laughs> no, we're, like... <laughs> we're all over the place. Get on with it. Uh, um, so yeah, so he says, uh, Admiral, we found the nuclear vessel. Uh, Kirk, uh, well done, you two. And Admiral... It is the Enterprise. Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a cool, like, a, you know, for for us and everyone, like, ooh, it's the Enterprise. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and Chekhov certainly, he, he doesn't he look thrilled? The look on his face. Like, oh, he does. Enterprise. We, we've done good, right? Yeah. Um, on the Enterprise. What, what, what a happy coincidence. Yeah, it's kind of fun. I mean, it's, I wish there was a little bit more reaction to it. I mean, you get a, you get a pretty good Kirk Spock. You know, they both look at each other, share a, they share a look like, hmm, yep, interesting, understood, uh, understood. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know what I would want Kirk to say at this point. Like, oh, that's so cool. What are the odds? Well, he's super giddy about the blow hole. I figured he would have been a little more excited here. Yeah, one would assume that at the very least this is a good omen, right? Oh, it's the Enterprise. Right. We're to- this plan is totally going to work. It's all coming together. It's all coming together. Yeah. Um, so it was a nice touch. Um, so let's talk about the Enterprise for a little bit. Uh, sure. So it turns out that, that is, uh, there is actually an aircraft carrier in the Navy, or there there was there at was. the time, yes. uh, called the Enterprise, the USS Enterprise. Um, however, that is not it in the background. Um that is, in fact, the USS Ranger, um, uh, because the Enterprise is actually uh, on deployment, so it was out at sea at the time they were filming things. Um, what I found interesting about this in, in looking up tidbits was uh, the Ranger is also has stood in for the, for the Enterprise more than once. It also stood in for the Enterprise in Top Gun. Mm, cool. Uh, so, yeah, I thought that was kind of fun. I didn't realize, I don't, I, I love Top Gun, but I didn't realize the the Enterprise was mentioned um, uh, in the movie. Mm, might be at the end. Oh, you think? Yeah, when the you know they get their orders to head out to sea and battle the Migs. Oh, okay. Hop on. They, it might be like either on the you know somewhere in the Indian Ocean, whatever USS Enterprise or something like that. Yep. Um, some other fun stuff. The uh, the USS Enterprise in in real life. Um, is the only member of the Enterprise, or I keep saying is, was the only member of the Enterprise class aircraft carrier, was nicknamed the Starship. Cool. Uh, so that's kind of fun. Yep. And uh, what was the other one? Oh, the other fun thing was, and this this one, I, I gotta, it, it was fascinating to me. In 1983, the yep. Enterprise actually ran aground in San Francisco <laughs> Bay. Um, and, and George Sakai was was on the ship during that incident. 
think that's funny. Yeah, what are the odds? Not funny, haha, but just like, what a coincidence. What a coincidence. Uh, do you think they were distracted because he was on board and they were like, oh, a celebrity, Sulu's here, Sulu's here. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> How embarrassing. Uh, anyway, so I just thought that was fun. So not not the Enterprise uh, for real. Uh, that's the Ranger. Um, but a nice touch. And uh, I think the Enterprise itself, the, the aircraft carrier is like shown up in, uh, shown up in the movie, shown up in the, you know, um, you know, every time you see like all the other uh, vessels that have been yep. named the Enterprise, uh, I think the aircraft carrier does show up in some of, some of them. Mm. You sometimes see the space shuttle Enterprise and. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think there's in the original in the motion picture they have like pictures of the different vessels that were named Enterprise. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. So the next Enterprise actually won't be around until 2028. 2028. Yes. So. so yeah. Yeah. The current or last version of the Enterprise was decommissioned in 2017 and has already been taken apart or is in process of being taken apart because pieces of that are being formed for the new Enterprise. Very cool. Yes. Yeah, I like that. I like that intersection of of uh, real world and, and Star Trek. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty dope. Pretty cool. <clears throat> okay, so... Uh, Kirk says, uh, yeah, understood. What's your plan? What's the plan? <laughs> we'll beam in tonight. We'll collect the photons and beam out. Just like I said, it's super simple. Bing, bing, boom. Why tonight? Why the, Why not Why not now? Well, one, mm. you said Scotty's not there, so they can't. So no one's there, and yeah. I would say they have a better chance of not getting caught. Are they go in so. at night? Yeah, where right. where people on the ship are probably looking at them right now, and then if they disappeared in the middle of the day, probably would look weird. Oh, do you think do you think they're being noticed out on the beach? What do you think? I, I think so. I, I, yeah, I think they're they're pushing their luck right now. I mean, there's people up there on the ship, and there are, um, you know, you can see a couple people in the distance. So I would think that they would be pretty noticeable right now. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're probably sending some uh, some MPs their way even as we speak. <laughs> they probably need to go hide. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll beam in tonight. Collect the photons. Beam out. Yep. It's all. It's there's your weekend. You could you couldn't get more simple than that. Right. And a great way to end the minute. Yes. Do you get anything else for this one? I don't. Me either. It was a good minute. Pretty good minute. Getting exciting. Yeah, I keep you know I keep missing the, you know I want my I want, I want more sci-fi I want more Star Trek in my in my Star Trek, um, so I go back and forth between like ah I'm missing it but, but it is but when you get moments like this it's like okay they connected they connected the Enterprise of 1986 right. to the Enterprise of the future and so it they keep pulling me back which is good. Very good. You, you were worried right. I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all, man. All right. It's all good. Okay. Well, uh, let's wrap it up then. Let's do it. It's Friday. Yes. Time to thank the patrons. Yes. Hey. Um, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I don't know. What was that, Fonzie? 
Yeah. Hey, I don't know. So yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, a uh, it's Friday. Um, for those who don't know, we started a, a Patreon this season. Um, if you're looking for information, you can head over to StarTrekMinute.com and click on become a patron for more info. Um, uh, uh, patrons who sponsored the show. Um, we've got all different levels you can sponsor the show at. Um, all that, all the money that you gets donated uh, helps keep the lights on here at Star Trek Minute. And uh, in return, we give back all sorts of kind of find a, uh, find a <laughs> all sorts of fun swag and, and gifts and whatnot. Um, and uh, one of those things is we will thank all of our patrons on, on the air on our Friday episode. So that's where we're at. Yes. Um, so I think it's my turn this week. Yep. Take it away. Take it away. All right. I'm going to do it in random order. Um, I'm going to do whatever order it presents to me here. Um, so here we go. I'm going to start with, uh, let's say thank you to Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> I didn't even get a chance to say thanks, Kevin. <laughs> we're not laughing. We're not laughing at you, Kevin. We're laughing yes. at each other. We're laughing at each other. Yes. yes. Uh, thanks, next, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Next up is David in solidarity. Yo. Uh, again, assuming it's talking about you. Um, <laughs> thank you to uh, Heidi Bennett and Vibrant Visionaries. Yes. Uh, thank you to Captain America. Steve Rogers. Very cool. Uh, thank you to Timmy Bricks. Timmy Bricks. We like Timmy Bricks. Timmy Bricks. He's got a cool Lego avatar, so highly approve. Yes. Um, thanks to Conrad. Yes, Conrad. Hey, I just I just figured out who Conrad was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's been sponsoring think... us for a while. Yeah. We like Conrad. He's a good guy. Sure. Uh, next up is <laughs> thanks to Quark's Q-Tips. <laughs> Gross. Weird. Yeah, every this this guy keeps changing his <laughs> his name every once in a while. It's always something kind of grody. Uh, but thank you. you. We do we do, you do make us smile and wince. Yes. Um, thanks to Giraffe Bear. Yes, Giraffe Bear. And all the fine uh, fine wool uh, wool felt painting that they do. Mm, definitely. Uh, thank you to the Carlisles. Yes, the Carlisles. Love the Carlisles. Uh, thanks to Con Noonien Shane. Yes. I wish I could work that into uh, uh, a Star Trek character. How can I fit one to Chris LaSalle? i got to find one that flows. Um, I can't yeah, think I don't of any. Know. I went total blank. Yeah. All I got is Con Noonien, and that doesn't work. No, I can't, can't borrow that one. Uh, and last but not least, we need to thank uh, Sagacious Crumb. Hey, Sagacious. Sagacious. I've been much better at saying that name. In all the weeks we've you done are. this, yes. uh, I stumbled over it many times in the past. Uh, but yeah, thank you to one and all. Uh, we really do appreciate you uh, sponsoring the show um, yep. and uh, uh, contributing uh, the things that you do. And uh, um, yeah, uh, again, if you are interested in becoming a patron and, and, and uh, uh, cashing in on some of this swag that we've got, um, we do a weekly bonus episode. I forgot to mention that. Uh, yep. Saturday morning trek comes out on the weekends. Um Head on over to Star Trek Minute, click become a patron for all the information. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll wrap it up here and uh, enjoy the weekend, everybody. And we'll be back again on Monday talking about Minute 55 of the Voyage Home here at Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Goodbye. <laughs>